Welcome to The Loop with Stan Guthrie. As an author and communicator, Stan offers a critical and often humorous look at the day's issues, all from a distinctly Christian perspective. From his home studio in Chicagoland, where it snows far too often for his tastes, Stan cheerfully takes on all comers in a culture that is losing its mind without losing his. And now, here is Stan Guthrie. Policy Institute has an article on the property taxes in the Home Alone House, also called the McAllister Residence, in Winnetka in Cook County. In the last 20 years, the owners of 671 Lincoln Avenue have paid $614,124 in property taxes. Since 2017, the assessed value of the property has dropped over 20%. The property tax rate rose from 7.8 to 8.6%. The 2022 estimate for the property tax value is $1,259,750. And the property taxes paid on the house in 2022, that's this year, totaled almost $32,000. What is perhaps related news, the state of Illinois lost a net of 104,000 residents uh, in the years 2021 and 2022, the third worst outmigration in the nation behind only New York and California. The figures represent a loss of 0.8% of Illinois' population. Lest anyone say that this uh, population drain is a result of living in the cold uh, Midwest, let it be known that all of Illinois' neighbors, except for Michigan, increased in population in that same time period. And uh, the leader, Indiana, had nearly 20,000 new residents. Indiana, of course, is a lot smaller than Illinois, but it's a lot cheaper. It does not have the property taxes that we do, and it is growing. The two biggest population growth states, by the way, are Texas and Florida, each of which gained more than 400,000 residents in that time period. In the latest sign that the late George Orwell was a prophet, Stanford University's IT department has come up with a list of forbidden words. Now, they don't call them forbidden words. What they say is it is the Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative. The list took 18 months of collaboration with stakeholder groups to produce, the university tells us, a thousand words that 
can no longer be used in their computers and uh, social media. Here are some of them. You can't call yourself an American anymore. It's better to say U.S. citizen because you don't want to slight the rest of the Americas, such as perhaps El Salvador, since it's also on the North American continent. You can't master your subject at Stanford any longer. The university informs us that historically masters enslaved people. <laughs> Nor can you mention anything about a blind study which unintentionally perpetuates that disability is somehow abnormal or negative, furthering an ableist culture. The Wall Street Journal says blind studies are good and useful, but never mind. Masked study is to be preferred. Follow the science. Now, let me just interject here. As someone with a disability, I understand that certain words do cause offense. I've been offended by them. I don't like the word cripple. I don't like to be just dismissed as one of the disabled. I prefer something like I'm a disabled person because it's true. I am. I was born with cerebral palsy. I've done a lot in my life, but you can't convince me that my physical condition is something to be waved away and ignored. It is definitely real and it is definitely a physical disability and it doesn't offend me that people notice. Really, it's how could they not notice? The Stanford Harmful Language Initiative has a trigger warning that says, this website contains language that is offensive or harmful. Please engage with this website at your own pace. <laughs> oh my goodness. Stanford University is, or at least used to be, one of the top universities in America and in the world. Unfortunately, we can't say America anymore. <laughs> so I think George Orwell was right, don't you? I'll leave you with this quote from Orwell. He says, it's frightful that people who are so ignorant should have so much influence. Indeed. Christmas nearly upon us. I'd like to close with a few thoughts from Dr. J.I. Packer, the late theologian and author. He was thankfully a friend of mine and a mentor. Here's what he said. The Christmas message is that there is hope for a ruined humanity, hope of pardon, hope of peace with God, hope of glory. Because at the Father's will, Jesus Christ became poor and was born in a stable, so that 30 years later he might hang on a cross. Thank you for listening, and Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on The Loop with Stan Guthrie.